You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, I'm always going to point my thumb at myself and not not the finger uh, at someone else. State of Nebraska means so much to me. This program is everything. This is my life right now. Doing everything I can to, to get this where everybody wants it as fast as possible. It certainly uh, hasn't gotten there as quick as I want it to, but I, I have, haven't for one second lost hope. Uh, in belief in where we're going and what we're doing. Just being around it every day and seeing the progress, seeing the talent that's been infused into this program, seeing us be competitive. Again, it's about turning the page and finding a way to win a game and then getting on, on a roll and getting some momentum. I think once that starts to happen, we have all the all the pieces in the program that we need to, to win and, and win at a good clip. But nobody's more impatient uh, than I am, and nobody's uh, nobody's putting more pressure on, on themselves than I am. Less games this year makes makes all the ones we do have um, that much more important. So, um, yeah, it's crucial for us to get a win this week, um, get on a roll. Um, winning's contagious, so we just got to get one and um, get it rolling. And welcome here to this edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus will join us later in the recruiting segment. And, Robin, boy, um, kind of a broken record. You know, we're close, not there. But when we get there, we are going to be there and that's kind of been the story of Nebraska football the last couple of seasons. I mean, we, we've seen signs, but in the Big Ten, you know, a very sound league with good coaching and good players. They have not been able to, you know, break through. And Saturday at Northwestern was another one of those games where eyeball test, talent-wise, Nebraska looked like the better team. They outperformed them in every key statistical category other than the scoreboard. And they lost that game. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's where a lot of Nebraska fans, as we get ready for Saturday's Penn State game, have a lot of issue with this past week. I mean, they, they're they not dumb. And Nebraska fans know that Nebraska lost that game because they did all the little things wrong you can't do to win, especially against a team like Northwestern. Well, it's the same thing uh, we've been talking about for you now going on two and a half years where uh, until Nebraska can finally figure out a way to not shoot itself in the foot and uh, stay out of its own way, they're not going to beat anybody, let alone fundamentally sound football teams like Northwestern. We talked about it all. I mean, go back and listen to last week's show. All we talked about was how Northwestern doesn't do anything to blow you away. You know, they don't have that great elite level talent or anything like that, but they're just, they're sound at every position and they don't make mistakes and they play a brand of football where uh, if you don't play clean, a clean game, they will exploit it, and they'll probably beat you because of it. And guess what? Nebraska committed a bunch of penalties. They turned the ball over. They had defensive breakdowns that led to big plays. And in the end, all those things added up to be the difference in the game and took a game that they should have won and turned it into a loss. And you knew, Robin, I think just from the onset, the way that game started for Nebraska, the opening three drives, Nebraska had four penalties. The opening drive, they had two penalties. And you knew that was just – a recipe for disaster on Saturday uh, because Scott Frost, he thrives on getting the ball first, having that first Scott Frost, I'm an offensive guru type of drive where he drives it down on anybody and scores a touchdown. And that that's the recipe for success. And the minute Nebraska, um, you know, got penalized twice and shot that drive in the foot, 
they're just not good enough to get third and 12s against Northwestern. And very few people will get third and 12s against that defense. That defense is set up to eliminate those big plays. And that's why you have to – if you're if you're going to beat Northwestern, you have to stay on schedule. And Nebraska got off schedule way too much in that game to win on Saturday. Yeah, and again, it's the same stuff we've been talking about year in, year out, and uh, how all these things are quote-unquote fixable mistakes. But here we are two games into year three, and they're still happening. And you, the mistakes aren't – you can't even just chalk it up to young guys kind of learning. I mean, they're, veteran players are making these mistakes. you got – uh, senior offensive linemen jumping off sides and, and committing holding penalties. You've got, you know, these uh, careless penalties where guys are getting, you know, thrown out of games for targeting penalties or trying to tackle with their shoulder. I mean, those are the types of things that uh, should have been corrected a long time ago. And that's probably the most maddening thing about this whole deal for Nebraska fans is, yeah, it's not only just a broken record, what's being saying, said after games, but what's happening during each games is that all this talk about we know what we need to fix, we're this close, we're about to turn the corner and yet they've been stuck in neutral for far too long and you know that northwestern game was another example of basically zero progress being made in the areas that they've been needing to fix for a long time and then that brings us to saturday here penn state game another 11 a.m game by the way illinois will be an 11 a.m game in iowa we get an extra hour will be a noon game uh, which by the way that's about the perfect kickoff time i think noon one o'clock um, so we'll get that on black friday in iowa city um, then we'll learn nebraska's final two kickoffs later on in the year but this is a game of 0-3 Penn State versus 0-2 Nebraska. It's two fan bases that just don't like their season right now, two teams that are upset about their records, two teams that have kind of started off winless from shooting themselves in the foot. And this is such a hard game to read. Um, but when you look at this Penn State team, they're full of experienced players. I mean, you look at their last four years, Robin, they've played in a Rose Bowl, a Cotton Bowl, a Fiesta Bowl, and a Citrus Bowl. Three of the four years they've played in a New Year's Six game. The other year they played in the highest profile non-New Year's Six game, the Citrus Bowl. So there's a lot of players on that Penn State team that have played in bowl games and high level. They're not winning, but they have more experience. I got a little trivia question for you. Name me the only player on Nebraska's team that has played a snap in a bowl game for Nebraska. Oh boy. So so a bowl game at Nebraska? Yeah, for the Huskers. Oh, boy. Uh I don't know. JoJo Doman, 2016 Music City Bowl. He had a, he had a fumble on kickoff coverage. That is the only player. Wow. I went back and looked at the numbers last night. There is only one player on this roster that is ta- taking a snap in a college football bowl game. Unbelievable. And you got Penn State, who's played in you know three of the last four years in New Year's Six games. So I have a hard time ignoring that, even though they're 0-3. There's a lot of winning on that roster. And that's the difference right now with Nebraska football. There is only one player on this team that's played a snap for a team that's had a winning record. That's that's probably one of the saddest stats of. A, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to um, start your your weekend off on that note. Yeah, and so going back to Penn State, I mean, yeah, they're zero and three, but they were a preseason top ten team for a reason. They were regarded as the biggest threat to Ohio State in the Big Ten for a reason. And you know, obviously, they got off to a bad start. You know, losing Journey Brown, who. Uh, was one of the best running backs in college football, uh, now has to retire from football, unfortunately, because of a heart condition. But, uh, you know, they, they still have more than enough talent to be significantly better than what they have been. And, you know, a couple plays go differently against Indiana. All of a sudden, and by the way, Indiana's pretty good this year, you know, they start the year off with a win, and maybe that changes how those next two games go. But, you know, this is the desperation bowl. You Penn State, could you ever even fathom Penn State starting the year 0-4. Probably not. 
Can you imagine Nebraska starting 0-3? Well, that's a different story. And so for Nebraska to change the narrative of its season, this is a must-win game. And a situation where you're finally at home for the first time in almost a full calendar year, uh, and you have a Penn State team that is reeling and has shown that you know they're playing far from perfect football right now, this is an opportunity. But on the other hand, Penn State... I mean, their their fan base. If you can imagine how mad Nebraska's fan base is, like this this was supposed to be a special year for them, and it has been a total disaster. And uh, they will be desperately looking to get their thing back on track. Right. This now. is what I know, Robin, about 2020 Big Ten football. Ohio State is good. Yeah, and that's pretty, it. Pretty much. That's it. I mean, I think the rest after that is a grab bag. Yeah. I mean, there there is nothing predictable or chalk, as you would call it, about Big Ten football in 2020, other than Ohio State's good. Iowa's off to somewhat of a rocky start. Minnesota, as we know, is off to a dismal start. Uh, Maryland is surprisingly 2-1, and one, and they got their COVID cancellation against Ohio State, so that's almost a break for them. And, you know, they may make a bowl game now. You know, Maryland could get to a bowl, which no one could yeah. have predicted that. They're much better than I expected. That was be. the worst team we saw play last year. Yes. I mean, Nebraska went out there with – no receivers and won that game in College Park last year. Yeah, you get two as a little brother, and all of a sudden it changes everything. So, yeah, it's – we can pretend like we know this conference, but we don't know. And we don't even know with Wisconsin right now. What are they going to look like against Michigan? What's Graham Mertz going to be like? Because the win against Illinois, yeah, it was impressive, but we know Illinois might be the worst team yeah, in the league. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, they're – and their defense has shown time and time again that basically anybody could throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns on them. So, I mean, yes, it was they Wisconsin looked good, but, you know, how is that going to translate, especially after a two-week layoff when they finally get back to action? So, I mean, there's a lot of questions surrounding them, and that's why you can even add more importance to this game for Nebraska, that despite being 0-2 and having, you know, coming off a, a very frustrating loss – you know, there's still a lot out there in front of them, especially for them to try to well, get some momentum building. And they need that Illinois game to happen. I mean, yes, they do. Yeah, we don't know. There's been one cancellation in the Big Ten this week, four in the SEC. Um, so, you know, COVID has hit. I mean, ten about 10% of Big Ten games, three of 28 have been canceled this year already. Um, so, you know, that, that's a, about one per week almost. And you hope that it doesn't happen again, but it is. And, and hopefully Nebraska had their one and won't have to deal with it going forward. But when we come back, Robin, I want to talk about the quarterback race and what we know going into Saturday with Luke McCaffrey and Adrian Martinez. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.